up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Josh, and welcome to Filmverse, the show all about cinematic expanded universes. On this week's episode, we have the Mighty Thor's Mighty Box Office numbers, the possible death of the Dark Universe, Fox and Disney's on-and-off-again marriage talks, mm. and a huge announcement regarding the Star Wars universe. Ooh, yeah. But first, let me introduce our panel of nerds. Here to geek out with me today is Megan. Hi, guys. Hi, Megan. And girls and... <laughs> non-binary folks it's a lot later today than we've been recording lately so you should be a little bit more awake yeah i shouldn't sound as tired as i (laughs) always am i did get up at 10 instead of three for the Uh, podcast like i did say that i might not get up until three but it was it was it was was a stretch yeah (laughs) we also have brendan hey guys how's it going good good and we have chachi hi i woke up at 1 (laughs) 30 Like AM or no PM? Like an hour ago. <laughs> Is that why you ago. were like, hey, I'm just leaving my place now? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I was playing Dragon Warrior and I got was like I just finished a level and I was like, Oh shit, I gotta go. <laughs> How do you sleep till one thirty in your place of all windows? Uh I got used to it within like the first week of We should invest there. in blackout blinds. He seems I, okay with it, though. I have to sh- you have to see the windows that she's talking about. There's would, no way. Yeah, it would cost like a million dollars. It would. <laughs> Blackout shades are pretty cheap. And as you just heard. Yeah, we have a special guest. We have Jason here uh, because Bruno, unfortunately, is out of town. So instead of leaving the chair empty, we decided to bring in a, a, a bench header. And uh, we got Jason. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm a podcast virgin, so be gentle, guys. <laughs> Chachi's not known to be gentle, so just yeah. a fair warning. I'm yeah, specifically you're... talking to Chachi. You're, you're sitting in the chair of abuse. <laughs> I was say, oh, sorry, sorry yeah. Bruno's mom. <laughs> sorry, Bruno's mom. Shoulders are up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. as it turns out, Jason's not a plate of cookies, so no. we can't just... He did bring pastries, though, so Bruno, He's... step up your game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's topic. Um, let's uh, start out with Thor Ragnarok's uh, opening weekend box office numbers. It's pretty impressive, actually. The movie delivered the seventh largest opening in the MCU with $121 million. Not too shabby considering Thor Dark World made like $85 million, and the first movie only made $65 million. So unlike most trilogies or most sequels, we're seeing this trending up instead of down. Right. Yeah, because I would say it was probably... Do we know... Do we know what the numbers on Iron Man 3 was versus, like, Iron Man 1 and 2? I don't have them in front of me. I do know, though, that Spider-Man Homecoming, which came out the same year, this year, uh, only made $117 million. So it's pretty impressive that... Like a lesser-known yeah. uh, character like Thor. You would think Spider-Man would be more popular than Thor. But then again, with three failed... Well, two failed... People not, are tired of yeah, Spider-Man. Are, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah tired of Spider-Man. they are tired of Spider-Man. And it wasn't like the first two Thor movies were terrible... Like, they weren't great. Yeah. I won't say that they were good, but they weren't bad. But the previous Spider-Man movies have been... Pretty wretched. Pretty, pretty well, terrible. I mean... Not, 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 I didn't dislike the Garfield I really Spider-Man. liked the Garfield ones, but, like, people are sick of that. Just, like, the yeah. constant mm-hmm. rebooting right. stuff. I, I, I got a feeling if the... When the next Homecoming comes out, or the next Spider-Man, I should say, comes out, it's going to do gangbusters. Like, it's going to be a lot better box office-wise than the first one. Right. Because a lot of the people were kind of 
scared off by the reboot reboot of spider-man so now that they know it's good and they know it's part of the mcu this next spider-man is going to do awesome right and i think also to consider too like spider-man had pretty long legs i think it ended up making a lot of money over its entire domestic run was that a daddy long leg joke for yes. spider-man okay, cool. long yeah. legs. had eight long legs i like that <laughs> josh trying not to laugh he just Chachi and I, we made eye contact <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more impressive that Spider-Man Homecoming came out in the summer mm-hmm. and it made less money than Thor Ragnarok, which came out as a winter release. Typically, summer point. releases make yeah, more money. And I yeah. believe, um, at least in some regions, I don't think it was in America, but in some regions, uh, this Ragnarok movie actually made the most of any release in this uh, season. So that's wow. pretty impressive worldwide that it did that well. Um, Considering they both had really good word of mouth, too. You know, like Homecoming was getting great reviews yeah. you know and again similar scenario it's like dark world wasn't no one was like lining up to go see dark world like no i would say dark world's probably one of the weakest mcu movies out of all 17 movies now it's probably mm, it's down probably, in the bottom three for me at least right yeah it's yeah it, and even th- even the original thor is probably in the bottom like it's, half i actually like thor a lot um i think i might be in the minority though uh thor like the thor. first thor movie felt like something different in the MCU at the time because remember at the time we've only really had a couple of MCU movies come out they were all earthbound they were all kind of similar origin stories but with Thor the movie it was completely different compared to everything else at, at the time it sure. was yeah. it was very space it was very out yeah. there space, yeah. Vikings. space Vikings was yeah. awesome yeah. so yeah. yeah and that's I feel that's what this one was more of Space Vikings, and that's why yeah, it did yeah. so well. I would say the first one felt like it was trying to be more fantasy than sci-fi. This one felt more sci-fi than fantasy. Yeah, right. it had elements with you know when they're hiding in the catacombs and all that kind of stuff in uh, Asgard of like a fantasy movie, but mostly it was taking place in a junkyard planet that felt very sci-fi. I think you also have to factor into um, the the hype surrounding like having just one of the better, bigger version like. The Hulk. Okay, I mean, it's like the Hulk was in Ragnarok. So you have to consider the draw of the Hulk as well. Like, that's how many people actually knew that going into it? Because I didn't. I had really? no you, idea Hulk did, was in Do you, like, you stay completely like uh, blacked out of any trailers or anything like that? Yes. That's so, so <laughs> impressive. I'm not a huge comic book nerd to begin with. So okay. I'm going to bring an interesting perspective. <laughs> I'm more mainstream media. Okay. Uh, but also, uh, I don't watch trailers and I try not to go into movies with any expectations. Uh, so this was all new to me. And even with that said, I still heard great things just from word of mouth about mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok. And I didn't hear the same things about Spider-Man Homecoming. That's mm. so interesting because coming from like, I, I don't watch TV, but I have like Hulu. So I mm-hmm. see commercials. I, I saw commercials for this on Facebook even, but you don't use Facebook a lot. Nope. So to, <sighs> to think about like, how did you not see a commercial for this? Because you just, you view things differently. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even considered that. Yep. No, that's, that's kind of interesting. So um, being... I'd actually uh, be interested in what your thoughts of having Thor or not Thor uh, Hulk in the movie, not not knowing because everyone basically like, Every, yeah. Well, one most, thing we discussed last knew. week was that how it kind of the trailers kind of ruined that moment where it's like the Hulk comes out and it's this big reveal and everyone like we, we all knew, knew it, yeah, we all and we were commercial. waiting for it. So we were just like, come on, come on, the Hulk's coming, Hulk's coming for you. It was like, <laughs> I had what's no he talking idea. about? Oh how my was god, that for you? yeah, how was that moment? I had no idea. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous of that. Or, did you bliss. react the way Thor did when he saw Hulk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was doing the exact same oh. thing. It was awesome. That, that's <laughs> probably the first time I've been jealous of someone who's completely blacked out of me. Like, because I'm yep. the opposite. I kind of consume as much as possible. I go 
in not worried about spoilers so much because I feel like it's more of the experience of the movie and kind of like analyzing it. That's where I find the fun. So, yeah. But that one moment, I would definitely have. I definitely think Which that I they shouldn't have, that have revealed that. And that, no, yeah, and that they should have left it out. Because, I mean, you know, he's important to the plot, but he's not, like, a central point of it. He kind of just helps the hero get there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he could totally be omitted from the trailers, and the trailers would still probably be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would make for this great, like, reveal. And it was awesome. Yeah, but <clears throat> you have to take Thor 1 and Thor 2 into consideration, which were not very good. True. They were trying to say they had to give people a reason to come see it. That's a really good counterpoint point yeah yeah all right well anything else we want to say about the box office numbers do we think we're good or so i thought it was actually really interesting that um the split between genders was a little a lot more different than dark world star worlds was a 62 percent uh male with a 38 percent female whereas uh, ragnarok was 56 percent uh male 44 percent female which is a good trend in yeah. the correct direction i mean if you would have told me at the beginning of all this with the the mcu that um, not equal, but that we would be getting a large percent female audience. I would have been very surprised because before this, comic book movies were kind of seen as just a male thing. And yeah. Kind of, it didn't skew both directions at all. Um, so be able to see Marvel do this and bring in more female characters, bring in more female audience members is great. I mean, that's something that's I can even remember my friends telling me, like, going to a Comic-Con, you know, 15 years ago compared to now. It feels like it's a lot more accepting of all cultures, all different types of people, female, male, black, white. Like, it's, it used to be a very nerdy white guy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I would actually want to comment on the fact that, so do you think that this is related to the idea that you have more female characters? And so, so they think of, like, Ragnarok, or Ragnarok versus Dark World. Like, Dark World had, what, Jane? It had Jane, Lady Sif, and... It actually had uh, some... Cat Dennings character. Yeah, yeah Cat Dennings, Dennings yeah. character. Mew Mew. And his mom... But, but as main characters. Yeah. But yeah, as like main real, like, I guess I Jane. I mean, Jane was one of the main characters. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, <clears throat> but like this movie, like you had the villain being female and then they plastered Valkyrie as often as they could in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they could have plastered her more. I, I do agree you. with you. They could have. But uh, I think what's nice is seeing you usually the traditional female role in these type of movies would be the love interest like Jane was in the first movie. Right. Whereas and now we're seeing it playing more diverse types of characters for the female role. You can't say, though, that there wasn't some sort of romantic inclination at some point during the movie, though. Between? In Ragnarok, between Valkyrie and... Oh, yeah. But it, it definitely wasn't, like, the draw of her wasn't, hey, she's the love interest of Thor. Whereas yeah. that's kind of all Jane was in the first movie, was kind of like, hey, this is the love interest role. But that's that's my fear going on, is that that's what it'll become. Uh, because yeah, Lady Sith is kind of out of the picture currently. We don't know when she'll be back. Yeah, it'll be interesting what they do with her. Uh, I'll be disappointed if that's where it if it, leads. Just yeah. if it always just leads to romantic. <clears throat> um, I think one of the aspects as to why the, uh, more females went this time was because Dark World just wasn't good. Um, there was no real draw for women to come see it, to be honest with you. And for Ragnarok, I'm not going to lie, you got... Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. you have Tom mm-hmm. Hiddleston, and you have Benedict Cumberbatch. A lot of women find him attractive <laughs> as well. So you have three men that a lot of nerdy yeah. women find to be almost the most attractive men yeah, I can in see the that. same movie. I, I, and I also think it's uh, more accepting. So 
comic book movies are seen as less of a nerdy thing than they used to be seen as, which means that they're more in the mainstream, which means you get more diverse people coming to these movies instead of before where it was kind of just a nerdy white boy thing. I don't think it's that much of a change from when Dark World came out, though. Well, I don't think it's changed yeah. 50 years worth since, no, you know? No. Right. I'm kind of more I think thinking of, early MCU versus later MCU. Yeah, that, that's an understandable yeah. statement, but compared between those two movies, I don't think there's that much of a change. I think the reason why more women didn't go see Dark World was because it wasn't really put out towards women mm -hmm. and it wasn't good yeah but being that that would make it so there would be less people in general going seeing it. i don't think more men see a movie but when it's not good we're saying generally comic book movies more men will go to see it got you, got you. no matter what they'll no go matter see what it. more yeah, men will go see. even in this case more men went and saw the, the movie mm -hmm. a lot of times men will bring their girlfriends or whatever if a girl sees that this movie just doesn't look interesting to them i would tell whoever oh I'm yeah with, i'm not going to see this movie <laughs> right. i do not so, care that's a good point yeah, right? that is by good saying point. like like they're less uh you know i don't we don't want to generalize too much but the idea that like you're like you said it, dragging your kind of girlfriend to it like Ragnarok, it looks fun and enjoyable, where like Dark World didn't really have that appeal. So, like, you're more like, e like, likely to say, like, oh, I could bring my girlfriend. That's to this. Legit. It's a comedy, you know. Like, it's gonna be funny. <laughs> like, it'll be a good time. You know, like, it's a little easier to sell. I'm sure. And keep in mind, Dark World was 2013. Uh, is when Dark World came out. Okay. So it's it hasn't been that long, but it kind of has been a, a while. Four, four years. Four years is a pretty good amount. Four of years time. is a nice. I mean, cultural shift. At least stitch cultural shift somewhat. That's the point that I was gonna touch on as well. Where Thor: Dark World was just a pure action movie mm -hmm. and guys will typically see action movies as a higher percentage than women versus this was much more of a comedy film than anything yeah right? genre shift pretty yeah. much yeah um, definitely a genre shift i mean you marketed completely differently almost mm -hmm. true very much like a guardians of the galaxy type instead of a. yeah they i think that's helped yeah. bring it along too because you have ant-man funny guardians of the galaxy funny you keep going further with funny movies you're going to draw in more people who enjoy comedy yeah, it's less about as opposed action. to dark action that's mm -hmm. why nobody wanted to see Batman versus Superman. <laughs> well, yeah. not a diverse group of people want to see. But, right. Yeah, I would say. Compared would to be... the usual yeah. know, comic book base. No, uh, nobody wants to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on uh, to our second news story. Uh, the Dark Universe showrunners Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan have left the building. Uh, this puts in peril the cinematic universe's future. Reports stated that Universal had just finished a sweet office space for the Dark Universe division, complete with life-size statues of the classic monsters. Now it sits empty. Um, many are wondering if they should even revive this franchise or if they should try to shift it. Do you guys have any opinion? Like, what do you think? Give it to me. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. I will do the justice that it deserves. Give it to me. Era, if he ever comes back, is going to direct one of them. It's That's his Bruno choice. That's Bruno guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Bruno. Bruno, when he finally comes back, he's going to direct one of them. I will let him choose. And then the rest are free game. Get in line. Chachi, you want to direct one? No. Okay, you could Directing if you want hard. to. You, you and Josh team up. You can direct rather, together. I don't want to direct. I'd rather just be in it. I want to be the uh, the ideas guy. I want to be like the guy sitting on the couch, be like, "What if we had this in the movie?" Now you make that happen because that seems like a lot of work you're for me. Well, gonna... everything has to go through me first. So. <laughs> All right, fine. What if we had this in the movie, Megan? <laughs> okay, I, I agree. Whatever that is, go yes. ahead and do it. Uh, well, what were you gonna say, Chachi? Um, <clears throat> I think that they should keep going because they only had one movie officially. Technically, 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 yeah. technically Dracula Untold. Is that what it's called? I think it was called that, yeah. It yeah. was supposed to be part Dracula of it, and then when it kind of uh, bombed, they're like, was, uh, no, it's not. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just push it away. No, like, uh. It didn't happen. Um, but really, we've only had The Mummy, and um, 
Tom Cruise you, ruined that, okay? He did blame it on he, him. He, he, I blame he, the writers. Yeah, he, I honestly he, blame the writers. Yeah, that, that movie was not good, but that doesn't mean that the entire franchise has to suffer because of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. It just sucks that it was like the first one, and it, was, and it set up a lot of the world that that universe would be in. But I think I think you could redeem it with like the next movie if they focus on that whatever that organization is. Oh uh, yeah, Paradigm or Paradidium or I forget the hell it's called. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, anyway. I, I think that actually should have been the first movie. I feel like they should have focused on those guys and those would have been our intro to these other monsters because each one could be there. like them going to find hunt that monster or whatever and then you're like you find the mystery out about that monster. Um, or something along those lines. I I do think that this is the showrunner's fault. It's like I'm glad they're not with the company anymore. They are supposed. To, well, they were supposed to have a Van Helsing movie too. Yeah. Van Helsing is a, a known hunter, oh. so they could center it around that. Or it could be like a BPRD thing. Yeah, that's where, what I was thinking more of with yeah. the with the organization that uh, Jekyll is part of. There's so many different things that they could do that it would be very disappointing if they just give up. I think I'm with. Josh on this is that um, maybe this is actually for the best. I think if these showrunners, like if if the showrunners are partially responsible for the pile of shit that (laughs) the mummy was, then you have a a general like you could get new showrunners in hopefully and put put the thing on the right track. So that's the thing though is that like they left and they're considering whether they should just end it completely or if they should find more people to helm it. There's no right. way that they're ending it. Any 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 film executive is going to take a look at the massive amount of money that the that the MCU is making and and everybody's going to want a piece of that pie. Yeah, but, True. but nobody's been been able to replicate the success. I mean, look at DC. They have They can't even. Yeah, to be fair say, though, DC, DC is still has, early. It's still early. They're what two or three movies in? Like DC <clears> DC's <throat> yeah. been trying for a while though. You have the old Superman movies that all did very poorly. Yeah. So DC has been trying for a while, yeah. just not to create a universe, yeah, yeah. but just to get to the position where they can create a universe. Well, that's what the MCU did differently, is they tied them all together. Yeah. And yeah. now and now everybody feels invested into it now. You know, like nobody wants to like leave it. So now it's just like, oh, there's a new movie coming mm-hmm. out in MCU. Oh, it's Thor Dark World. It's Seventeen even yeah, Seventeen yeah. movies now, I think. Except yeah, for yeah. Natalie Portman, she wanted to leave. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like even if this movie isn't that great, I'm still gonna wanna see it just so I don't fall behind. You know, like it's right. basically just watch. It's basically mm-hmm. like watching a TV show. You know, like you don't want to skip an episode and then just come back because a single episode is weak. Yeah, yeah. I I think a good I like one of the ideas I liked I've heard out there for the dark universe is to give it to someone like Bloomhouse, which makes horror movies, legit low budget horror movies, mm-hmm. and give them more of a budget, like not a huge budget. I don't want this to be the same budget that the Avengers gets. Sure. Give it a decent budget for a horror movie. And let them go crazy with this because I feel like they could do something that's more scary than what we've seen and actually make it monsters. I think I think one of the other things they can do, it, making it making horror would be great because it is about monsters. They're, they're, they're supposed to be. These are the original scary well, stories. But, oh, you guys misunderstand. But go ahead. But quit quit giving it quit giving um, all these like high profile actors. Yeah. The starring roles like. Give it to give it to no names because then like which would also cut the budget. It would, yeah, it would, cu- <laughs> it would cut the budget, but it would also like uh, you you could not have the Tom Cruise incident. 
yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Megan, what were you going to say that you yeah. said we the, missed the, the the point? The point of these of the books originally, the mm-hmm. creation of these monsters are not to be horror. They're to show the humanity of people and how these monsters have more humanity than the humans within them. That is the point of Frankenstein. That is the point of the Invisible Man. That is the point of the creature of the Black Lagoon. Is to show that. The monsters were better than the people. Right. But these were so the horror movies of that generation. Like, well, there the, wasn't something scarier based, than I'm this. I'm going based off the books. Well, yeah. Sure, yeah. They're, they're horror, but the point isn't to make them slashers. Oh, I agree with right, that. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my fear of giving them to specifically horror gore people, production uh, I mean, companies. Bloomhouse is that that's what's going to happen. Bloomhouse, activity. Bloomhouse has made some really gross things. Oh, they have. I agree. But I'm saying, but they've also done some very psychological type thrillers like Paranormal Activities, I would say is more psychological um, than Slasher. Uh, now, they've, you know, like you said, they've done some gross ones too. I'm just thinking, I, I know what the studio wants. The studio wants this to be the their um, comic book movie franchise that will make Blockbuster type money, you know, blockbuster type money. That's not a saying. I just made that up. Uh, hey, uh, make lots and lots of money for them. Um, but they're, they don't have a franchise in their, you know, pocket that is conducive to that, except for this horror franchise, the, the monster universe. So they're trying to turn that into their comic book franchise, which just, I feel like is the wrong thing to do. I don't think that works. Yeah. Why don't just make a universe? Just make something new. <laughs> I would I would love to see a universe that has new ideas in it. It would not be that, cool. Not yeah. that I don't love Marvel movies, but like all the movies are based off of comic books in some yeah. form or fashion. I do like the concept of a new universe, but I do think that the concept of using monsters from the old universe is something that they know will make them money. I mean, look at Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Penny Dreadful that was, awesome. was great. It had old monsters from old books and it did very well it only ended not because people wanted it to end because it wasn't making enough money it was because the writers wanted to end it yeah and i if there's something now, to be said about that actually i kind of like it when movie or tv shows and when they run out of ideas instead of when they run out of money the, yeah well the thing is, is that it it did so well that there's now a comic book series that continues yeah. on so yeah. After it's it's it ended. can be successful. I just don't think it's going to be as successful as what like if they were to go horror or go darker. We'll say mm-hmm. not just horror, but just go darker themes and make it not an action movie or an action comedy movie like they did with the Mummy. It's not going to make as much money as what they want it to make, and yeah. that's the issue. They want this to be a comic book type sales where if they actually stick to the material and make it more serious and make it more thoughtful like the original books are, it's going to be less money where they could make it from less, but that's not what they're looking for. So I like your idea, but I think that they would never do that for one reason, and that's because they want these movies to be blockbusters. In order to do that, they need to reach the mainstream. They need to have mainstream audiences Mm -hmm. buying into this and and getting a smaller art house, you know, horror movie, a house to do these mm-hmm. would be more of a more of like a niche move and they wouldn't get the kind of money that they're looking for. Yeah, and horror I, movies don't make as much money. Period. I, and I agree with that and I feel the same way about not getting high end actors well, top build top, actor, yeah. actors. Yeah. I'm not gonna say high end because I don't think Tom Cruise <laughs> high end. But by not getting top build actors, that means less people are going to see it. Right. Yeah, I mean people will just go see it because it's Tom Cruise. Like yeah. they exactly. don't especially in other markets. Like America not so much anymore as it used to be. Right. Um, the Asian markets love yeah. Tom Cruise. Well they just love big names. Like as soon as you say some big Hollywood name, everyone goes to that movie. It's it's a lot different than it's what America used to be. It used to be if you got one of these actors into your movie 
you were guaranteed it to be a successful movie in America. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing that anymore. I mean, Tom, if The Mummy is a perfect example. Yeah. Like, it was it just, not... It no not one cared that he was in it. They're like, no, this looks like a bad movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's getting panned. So it's interesting to see how America's market, at least, has shifted away from Hollywood movie stars uh, and how they're not bringing in the money anymore. But they still bring in a lot of money overseas. So we're still going to see it happen. Yep. Anyone else have anything else to say about this before we go to the next topic? I think ultimately it's just, I don't want it to die. I want to see this, I, I want this universe to succeed. And I, I just felt like, you know, we, we treaded over what the mummy gave us and what we think we it needed to give us. And I don't know. I just I, give it to Del Toro. There yeah, we go. I, I, think, I, I, just, yeah exactly. I, I think that the universe just, it lends itself easily to success. Yeah. Because all the pieces are there, you just have to not fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the hardest thing to right. do for a studio. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to our third news story of the day. Uh, we got a little bit of a tizzy happened on the internet over the last week about rumors that Fox, 21st Century Fox and Disney were in talks. Uh, Disney wanted to buy some properties off of Fox. Uh, it was only going to be from their movie division, so... Um, Kind of, I don't know if it's a little known fact, but you can't own two broadcast companies uh, in Monopoly. So they already own ABC, so they can't buy Fox. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they can buy things from Fox. But they can buy movies from Fox um, and other properties from Fox. They just can't buy the actual whole thing outright, uh, technically. So it was found out later on, once this announcement got you know loose on the internet, that those talks had died, uh, at least for now. Uh, so there are no ongoing talks for Disney to buy properties from Fox, but they still could. Are there? Well, that's the thing. Um, one of you guys want to talk about the Spider-Man situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as it turns out, um, that's exactly what happened with Spider-Man. Like, Disney was in talks with Sony, then they t- the talks died out, and before we knew it, we were watching Civil War and Spider-Man was in it. You know, like, <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah, so, and now we have a great Spider-Man film in the MCU. So this is by no means them saying like well this is dead you know like there's absolutely a distinct possibility we could see uh fantastic four like show up in the mcu i would be surprised if that's just because like they rebooted spider-man and they're just like let's see how spider-man pans out you know and then and the first movie was fine second movie bombed and and then they just ended the franchise and then they're just like well i guess now we'll talk to them and now we'll port it over and now we'll be part of the mcu right and i think that uh 21st century fox really did really well with logan and now but now they're doing okay with the x-men like reboot you know like yeah yeah and of course deadpool so now they're like hey let's go ahead and just see how this is going first and let's try to make our own money rather than just sell the rights right now the big thing that we think that the right selling could relate to is the Fantastic Four. That's mm-hmm. the one I I see as the lowest hanging fruit of it all this. Is. Like I feel like Fox probably wants to get rid of it because, because Marvel probably wants it. So that would be the most. I don't think anybody wants it anymore. Really, right now. I think Marvel I would think. kill with a Fantastic Four movie. I think Marvel wants X Men because well, of the whole yes. Any, any X-Men because the whole debacle where they told our writers you can't create a new X-Men because then they get to do whatever they want with them. So yep. they stopped for a while and then Brian Michael Bendis was like, fuck that, I'm writing whatever I want. <laughs> and now he's with DC. Yeah, exactly. I, I do think that's why he left. I, I feel like Marvel as a combo company is afraid to make anything interesting happen with any properties they don't own the movie rights to. Right. So because of that, we're seeing stuff like the X-Men die off and stuff like Inhumans become more prominent and trying to take its place which is not and working. And then crash and burn. Exactly, which no one wants. So, yeah. 
so back to the whole Fantastic yeah. Four thing to, to put in perspective. I, so there's a Doctor Doom movie coming, right? That's supposedly well, what they're going to be working on is a Doctor Doom movie because Fantastic Four doesn't work, so they're going to try Doctor Doom. So, and that's another thing. Yeah, right? So um, the, I think, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is it is it going to be Doctor Doom based off of the last incarnation? No. It's going to be a whole that's new... A brand, it's a reboot. Brand. It's the oh, third reboot. God. Fourth? Third. Eh, whatever. This will be the Hundreds. third. Yeah, the third reboot. Because there was the reboot. Jessica Alba Fantastic mm-hmm. Four and then the... Rooney Mara, is that who it is? I have no Mara. clue. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't see the last Fantastic Four. I just refused. I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Megan, you actually did see it, didn't you? You actually said that the first like half hour is actually pretty good. It's and then it's it- two movies combined in the one, and it's a lot of uh, studio interference yep. that yeah. destroyed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you even look at early previews of that Fantastic Four and then later previews, and they completely, like, they even just did weird stuff, like, change the color of the planet that you, they go to. You can tell that they came back for reshoots to fix what the studio said that they wanted to because Rig <laughs> is so <laughs> fucking bad. Oh, man. I kind of want to see it now just to make fun of it, to lampoon it, but... I mean, you should. Yeah. Now, so we've seen this in the past, like you were saying with Spider-Man, where the, the talks die, and then it gets leaked that the talks happened, and that actually helps spurs... To, to, like Deadpool. Like Deadpool. So I'm wondering if Fox leaked this information. I can imagine they went to the table with Disney. They Fox has the most to gain from this, honestly. Right. Like Fox does not is not having a good track record with Fantastic Four. If it's they not keep making on pouring they, money into it, they have to pour money into it to keep the rights. Exactly. And but the thing is, they pour money into it and then they lose money. So, so like at this point, just sell it. Exactly. They're better off selling it, but they want to sell it for a good price. So by this happening, by getting leaked out there and all the internet getting abuzzed with, hey, it could be so cool for them to buy the rights back, that would make the price go back up. Mm-hmm. And maybe Disney says, well, the, the internet wants it and you know the audience wants it, so maybe we should buy the rights back. I think you're making a big assumption that Fox leaked that. It could have been well, Marvel. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, no, it's, to, you're true. It it's right. Anybody, you know? I have yeah. no clue. Yeah. But I'm saying at least from what I can see, that seems to make the most sense as far as who has the most to gain from this coming out. It's been proven that leaks have worked exactly, to, yeah. in the favor of movies. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up that everybody's favorite worst comic book artist in the world, Rob Liefeld, <laughs> yes. came out and was and is against it. And he says that he made like a, a post on something, Twitter, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But he says, hey, it's your buddy Rob. <laughs> Wait on any further talks until Deadpool 2 comes out and you've done a billion and X-Force. And then he goes on to say, this is your Star Wars franchise and you've only scratched the surface. Everyone on the film side has kicked it into overdrive. Watch the portfolio grow. <laughs> so fucking Rob Liefeld. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I no, he, I he's, agree he with doesn't them. have bad points, and I agree with him about the. I don't think they should sell off the X Men part of it. I feel like Fox is killing it with those. Oh yeah, and they. I like that fact that it isn't part of Disney because it makes it different than Disney. Yeah, yeah. I will say that Rob Liefeld does make a lot of money off of Deadpool things. Well, that's true as well. So wh- whatever benefits him most, he's going to go with. But I do agree with what he has to say. They, they've they started to get some sort of great films coming out. They've just scratched the surface, like you said. Wait for Deadpool 2. Wait for X-Force to come through. If you want to get rid of fan... Fantastic Four, go ahead. Nobody likes it anyways. Not even the comic book readers like Fantastic Four. That's why it was gone for a while. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like it also suffered from the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe effect where since they don't have the rights to it, they, they kind of stopped making good it's just, uh, 
I didn't think it was a very good oh, comic. There used to be so many good Fantastic Four comics. When you, find, when you find out that Valerie, their daughter, is is actually Doctor Doom's daughter with Susan Storm, then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, they didn't have a daughter when I read or when I read Fantastic Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a little bit newer of a. De- oh, okay, I'm old, but it's a little bit newer of a development as far as like the last 15 years. Um, I I do think that Deadpool could Deadpool two could actually hurt things coming forward tim miller is not making i don't think it's gonna be good i don't i honestly don't i feel like losing tim miller who was the passionate you know you had you had kind of synergy between tim miller being the the visual artist the being the guy who grew up with deadpool and had great ideas coupled with ryan reynolds who had the personality of deadpool covered and had the ability to act them out those two coming together to make deadpool was perfect Losing Tim Miller for the sequel, I got a feeling this movie is not going to be executed as well as the first one. Do we know why he left? Creative differences. It got to the point where he had ideas where it should go. Ryan Reynolds had other ideas as well. And then the studio had other ideas. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Reynolds won out because you can't do it without him. But you can do it without Tim Miller. Right. Even though Tim Miller had a lot to do with his success, he's behind the camera. No one will miss him. If they don't know he's gone. Right. You can't replace Reynolds, though. Exactly. Reynolds is Wade Wilson. Like you So he him. had to walk away because there, that was the only option. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just don't have a good feeling about it. That's that's understandable. I mean, and we've seen before where you get into these scenarios where, you know, you have too much infighting over what the ne- the direction of the film should be. Mm-hmm. And you end up with a movie like The Mummy. Like, <laughs> womp, womp, right. womp, womp. Well, it's because you have people like Tom Cruise dictating how the movie should go. <laughs> and we all know Tom Cruise is a crazy Scientologist, so I'm surprised there weren't more aliens involved. <laughs> we don't know where the mummy's powers come from. It could not be a god. It could be an alien. <laughs> <laughs> it could pull a that, Thor. That was going to be in The Mummy too. Yeah, exactly. but that's not happening now. Uh, um, I feel like that's probably enough. I mean, is there any other properties? Like, do you guys... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was I was gonna say, I mean, I would love for uh, Marvel to buy X Men back. Really, I would, but I don't think that Deadpool can exist the way that Deadpool is now in the Marvel with in, in the MCU. Yeah. In, yeah, with Disney. Unfortunately, if anything, if they bought the rights back to any of these properties, they will be rebooted. I don't see them continuing any of these stories from Marvel. Or I mean, from Fox, yeah. they would be reimagined mm-hmm. which honestly for the x-men now is the perfect time to reimagine because of the fact that we have uh logan coming to an end all that kind of stuff like they're bigger names but to not keep the actress that plays laura though like no that would right? be a shame but i got a feeling we wouldn't even see laura come back for another 15 years because of the fact that if they rebooted it from the beginning yeah that that whole storyline would be gone right unfortunately and, and i don't i I would I I would like for Marvel to have them back uh-huh. because I think that they could do like cool stuff with them. But I think that what they ha- what Fox has now is just, like so good, and I don't want to see that go away. Yeah, I but agree. I do want them to get Fantastic Four back. Fantastic Four, I think, is safe. One of my biggest problems is that a lot of the storylines they go through, like Age of Ultron, had a very big X Men presence in the comics and Fantastic Four even. Yeah, and um, the storylines with. Uh, apocalypse for, with the X-Men there's 
always like a bunch of other factors from other heroes combined and you're missing out on the great stories that you could tell because of this just having wolverine back into the mix having him in the avengers and that kind of stuff like that changes the profile of that group so much that it's interesting that we've been going along this whole time without him same thing with spider-man like having spider-man not in the avenger was kind of weird it's like this is not the same avengers that i grew up with Um, so. And then, not to mention, I guess, like, the Fantastic Four, like, Reed Richards is widely, huge. He's huge. He's yeah. a big part of the Avengers, he, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's one of the smartest men in the world. Isn't he the smartest? No, he's not the <laughs> smartest person in the world. Lunella is the smartest person in you the world. You said the smartest man in the world. Yeah, he's one of the smartest men. That's I said, why I clarified. But I said, isn't he the smartest man? Well, there's debate whether Doctor Doom's smarter. Okay. And then there are yeah. different versions in different universe, Reed Richards. So. Did we come to the conclusion that T'Challa has the most... T'Challa's not the smartest Riches. man in the world. Oh, He's oh, yeah, yeah. Richest. Richest man. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and I, I think it would be interesting that if seeing the Avengers Tower turn into the Baxter building, like there's a lot of things they could do if they brought in Fantastic Four, which would be really cool. Oh, and they just, Tony Stark just, just sold, sold Avengers. it. Oh my God. There we go. And it would be the fourth phase, and it would be Fantastic Four. Oh, get the How fuck great out is that? Here. So many oh good things. God. They need to do this. But okay, anyway. To, to be honest, though, the Fantastic Four are like the most boring superheroes. I mean, I've read great stories with the Fantastic Four. I know you what, haven't. What but. Thor did right is they made an actually decent rock man. Yeah, yeah. And they can do the same thing with Fantastic <laughs> Four. They've never done it before, even in the comics. Because Marvel hasn't had the rights to them. I'm just no, saying, even Marvel in the comics. Oh, they have done it in the ben, comics. Ben is so freaking boring <laughs> in the comics. There's every right, anytime I'm giving you a reading up, list of good Fantastic Four comics to read that you that are older than the ones you're probably reading because all the newer stuff you don't is think crap. I read old stuff. I'm yeah, saying all the newer is. stuff is crap because it's crap. <laughs> because he'll always be crap. Agree to disagree. Four sucks. Uh, that being minded. said, one one thing to think about regarding the Fantastic Four would be. And, and specifically regarding Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet would be bloat. That is my concern with something like adding the X-Men and the Fantastic Four yeah. to the MCU. Because they're already adding Captain Marvel with Infinity Wars and so, then... So like Infinity War Gauntlet, or Infinity Gauntlet, I guess, is like in theory, like or in Avengers 4 or whatever the fuck we're calling it. Infinity Wars, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's Infinity War and then the fourth movie. Oh, okay, I got you. You're talking about the... Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. I thought it was Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, I think it's Infinity Gauntlet. I think they changed, but it might not be. Yeah, who knows what it's going to be called. The Avengers Avengers 4. Yes. So the thing thing about that would be you're adding in all these heroes. You've got got the Avengers, plus they're adding in Miss Marvel. You're going to have Black Panther. You're going to have Spider-Man. You're going to have Doctor Strange. Guardians of the Galaxy. And now we're adding the Guardians of the Galaxy. And now imagine adding in even four X-Men and the Fantastic Four and trying to get all of those on the screen at the same time. Yeah. I mean, even Civil War felt bloated. Oh, yeah, In yeah. terms of trying to give everyone screen time. And I thought they did a really great job, but that's, it's almost impossible. It's like, imagine- the movies have the same issue that the comics have. I mean, it's getting to the point where, especially when you have a crossover event, it becomes almost impossible to read everything you need to read, to know everything you need to know, and to understand what's going on in the plot at large, which is why comics keep on rebooting their universe because it gets too convoluted mm-hmm. um but something that i do think that the movies could do that the comics don't do is they can move on they can kill off characters they sure. can they can do lasting things that actually change the universe in the long term and not have to revert back to status quo 
like the comics always do. Mm-hmm. It seems like anytime there's big giant changes in comics, it lasts for a year and then it goes back to the way it was before. Right. I don't know. I mean, Professor X has been dead for like three years now. Yeah, but we've also seen people come back repeatedly. People come back, but it's not always like during yeah. that year. Sometimes people do stay dead for a very long time. Wasn't yeah. wasn't Peter Parker gone for several years? Yeah, and then they brought him back. Yeah, and- I, yeah, but he was gone for like what three four years or something. But in the grand scheme yeah. of things, that's not a long time. That's what I'm saying. Like they, it always reverts. It seems to always revert back to the way it was before. Uh, Death of Superman reverted back. Barry Allen even came back for the longest time. He was gone. Wally West was gone. Like there's so many comic book characters that just keep on being killed off, and then it lasts for a little while, and then they come back. Well, mm-hmm. So far, Professor X isn't back. Back. So yeah, but I don't think three years is a long time. I feel like you know he probably three eventually years is a long time if you concurrently yes, read. Yes, I agree. Yeah. 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 For concurrently, and, and you have no, there's no speculation in sight as to if Professor X will yeah. return. I mean, there's always speculation. Right. We'll see when comic book sales dip and they want to... He's wanna... not dead. His consciousness is just flowing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's speculation that his consciousness is within another body and Red Skull had it for a while and all this other stuff. Oh, comic books. <laughs> yeah, comic book shit. <laughs> Alright, let's go ahead and move on to our final topic of the day. The one I'm most excited about. Lucasfilm has announced that Ryan Johnson is creating an all-new Star Wars trilogy. Woo! <laughs> the yeah, first of man. which will be written and directed by him. The new trilogy will be separate from the Skywalker saga. It will have new characters from a, I quote, a corner of the galaxy that the Star Wars lore has never before explored. Yes. Josh. Question. Okay. So when they say Star Wars lore, what is actually on the table for that? Because we have the movies, we have yeah. the comics, but like outside of that, that's it, right? Oh, um, and, uh, the books, the, clo- the Clone Wars stuff, and the, but not, the TV not the shows. books though. The yeah. books aren't—they're not canon anymore. The, the new, new books, books are. are. Yeah. Oh, there's new. There's books? There's already been yeah. like about twelve new books. Yeah. Some some of the oh, old shit. books are within canon. It's just like no. They just they just they just they, didn't go they did not throw out all of the Star Wars books. They only <laughs> threw out like legacy and certain types. Yeah. Yeah. No. So some of the Star Wars books technically are within canon. Just they're very all considered few. legend. They're all yeah. considered legend, and they can bring back whatever they want from those legends. Mm-hmm. So nothing okay. is necessarily dead, and but none of them are true until <laughs> until they bring them into they're, the they're, canon. They're not true until they're observed. Yeah, to be true. I was exactly. Say they're yeah. not canon until they. Say yeah, it's Schrodinger's canon. cat at this point. I was going to say yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So that's the way they're treating legend books. Anything bought or anything that came out before Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah, that's like what they did with Thrawn, where they brought Thrawn back in the TV shows. And then uh, Timothy Zahn actually wrote his first Thrawn novel in new canon. And now that's the canon of Thrawn. Exactly. Um, Which is like, read the book. It's awesome. The new Thrawn book I thought was really good. But so I don't know for sure what this means. It makes me think that... It's not going to be what like, a lot of people want this trilogy to be. A lot of people want this trilogy to be like old Republic time. They want it to be go way back to the beginning of you know the Jedi and the Sith and have Ryan Johnson write a story that takes place like a thousand years before the Skywalker storyline, which would be cool because he could do whatever the hell he wanted to. Yeah, he has complete free reign at that point. Um, but the fact that they say that never before explored in Star Wars lore makes me think where it's not going to be that because we do have video games and books based off of that time right. period. So if it's, yeah, if it's never explored lore, I mean, he, it could be anything like there. It can be, but it also kind of actually limits a lot because a, there's a lot of explored lore in star Wars. Right. I'm thinking we're going to see unknown space in star Wars. There's always, they're always talking about unknown space. Uh, it hasn't been charted before. They don't know what's out there, 
if he does a storyline, and that's where Snoke comes from. That's where the the um, Empire hides in unknown space at the end of episode six. six. Yeah. yeah, episode six. So they run off to unknown space, and that's where the First Order gets developed and all that kind of stuff. I would imagine, I can't imagine them exploring that part of the storyline after episode six, before episode seven in unknown space and what happened. That's my theory. I haven't really heard that out there. There hasn't been that much buzz about that, but I can see the trilogy being based around that. And maybe we we find out more about Snoke through that trilogy. That's a possibility. That's a good one. I think that's a lot more realistic than thinking that they're going to time shift like forward or backwards. Yeah. I think they're going to try to stick to the current cinematic universe. I mean, we, we are seeing them time shift, though, with, like, for example, Rogue, Rogue One was a time shift. Um, it's still in the same, like, well, general. Well, yeah, you're right. It's general, still yeah, yeah. It's not, like, a thousand years past. Yeah, true. It was, true. That's true. It yeah. was three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then we were going to have uh, Han Solo, which is going to be essentially three and a half again. I don't know. Probably three and point three two. And a, three and a quarter. Yeah, three and a quarter sounds good. I would say probably more like three and a tenth. <laughs> Because I think one dollar, Bob. Well, well, no, it, it'll be so it'll be Star Wars Pie. Star Wars. No, pie. there we go. There Star Wars pie. pie. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. Three point one five. The Han Solo movie. Because I think the Han, Han Solo, the new Han Solo film is going to take place. I don't know when in the timeline it takes place, but you got to figure Han Solo. I mean, I guess he wasn't really that old in episode no. four. No, I mean he he meets. Uh, Lando. Lando in this movie, I might. I don't know if this is going to time jump at all. Maybe we're going to see him as a kid and see him as a teenager. Who knows? I'm excited for this movie though. Um, uh, what do you guys think this means about uh, Last Jedi? I think that it means that it's really good <laughs> if they trust him to make a new trilogy. Um, but uh, I'll speak for Bruno because he brought up a good point in our Slack chat that like. Maybe the reason that he didn't continue was because of the restrictions that he would that were placed on him. Like he he couldn't write his own story, so now he he turned away um, episode nine. Mm-hmm. But now he gets his own trilogy. That, no, that's legit. And maybe it was it wasn't that he didn't want to. Maybe he would have taken this opportunity, but since they offered him this new trilogy, they're like, get on that right now, and mm-hmm. we'll have someone else direct this movie. You will start working on that trilogy. So maybe it's just that he's already working on this trilogy. He's like, yeah. I already got a, a job with you guys. Sorry, I can't do both. Yeah. I don't think that the trilogy is going to happen, and this is why George Lucas is never going to allow somebody to direct more Star Wars movies than he has directed. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to go on a killing spree and kill Ryan, because he has no legal rights at this point to Star Wars. So that means he will have to take the law into his own hand. That would be a great movie on its own. <laughs> Can we get a maybe, fan movie? Maybe that'll be the trilogy. Here, here's, maybe here's the thing. Maybe Ryan Johnson will wait like five years to film these and just hope that George Lucas dies before that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like the healthiest I, of guys. I don't guys. think so, because I think... Star Wars is what keeps him alive. So uh, that's it, his life force. Yeah, exactly. So as long as Star Wars is popular, he will never die. Oh, okay. <laughs> My understanding is that after the prequels and all the like negative like publicity and everything that he got for that, he was just like, "I'm done with Star Wars." Oh and yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Like and he was he's just like, I'm out, out, I'm out. Yeah, and he just does not care about Star Wars at this point. You know, like he because I mean, he cares because it gives him money. Well, yeah, he you cared when he that this sold Star Wars for six billion dollars to yeah. uh, Disney. That he cared a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but this yeah. is something yeah. that he mainly he made thirty years um, ago. I have to relook. It's in the billions. I think it was six billion dollars for Star Wars. Uh, all the rights he sold it to Disney. Yeah, and it was a huge and Disney's going to make much more. Oh, Disney's already made more than that. Like, well, you got to figure because. Force Awakens made over a billion dollars. Yeah, worldwide. Force Awakens alone. That, that's just talking yeah. about the movie, not talking about merchandise, not oh, talking about yeah, any yeah. of that stuff. All yeah. the shit that they probably sell. Along. Yeah. And not to mention their dis- They're getting the spike. They're going to get at Disneyland. Oh my god! From, I I'm going to Disney, Disney World. World. Disney yeah. World just for that. Like so, I can't wait. Should, should we Should we start planning our trip now? I'm I'm already like me and Liz. <laughs> like we're we're planning it out right now. Uh, this actually brings up a good point. I just wanted to bring this up real when, fast. We go oh, ahead before you continue. When does that open? When does this start? It's World like two years. Yeah. 2019 or something like that. Um, So it was just a release that the rumor came out finally that Han Solo movie, uh, Ron... Howard. Howard, thank you. Ron Howard reshot 80% of the movie. No That finally came out. Like, no one knew for sure. Like, oh, I'm just redoing some shots, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, he reshot 80% of the movie. And a lot of people were pushing back on that. I mean, like, there's no way. How much would that cost? If you have a whole empire that they're trying to keep sustained and you're afraid of that one bad movie you can't can really can. topple that there's yeah there's there's not enough money exactly you for would it to cost for they would spend to not do it. even they weren't able to make money back from this movie which they will there's no oh doubt yeah the, even can. if they spend double the budget of the last movie they still make more money like they make money on this movie right but even if you didn't let's say if you took a loss on han solo that is worth it just because of the fact that you have the theme park coming out. You have these other movies coming out, this new trilogy that's now. So, like, you need this to be a success. So you reshoot that whole damn movie if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, if it's bad, like, you reshoot the, it. The Disney machine will yeah. not let it be a failure. Like, yeah. And to be fair, like, ever since Disney took over, every, I mean, as much as we all hate Disney in terms of, like, what they represent in a lot of ways, kind of like being, like, the big corporate man overseeing all of our favorite yeah. things mm-hmm. as childs or as children, it doesn't change the fact that they don't, all the content that they've been releasing is far and away like some of the best stuff that you can get out there. It revived Star Wars for me. I mean, honestly, Star Wars, besides the books, it was dead. It might as well have been dead to everyone right? after yeah, the yeah. prequels. So, I mean, if it wasn't for Disney, I wouldn't have new Star Wars movies and new books that are actually good. And Did Disney do Clone Wars, though? Disney did is not do Clone Disney? Wars, but Clone Wars technically came out, it's been a while now. It What's came it? out. I mean, it, became, a lot of people, it came out before they bought yeah. the rights. Yeah, a lot of people did like Clone Wars. No, yeah. I watched Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. I've watched all of uh, Rebels. I actually think Rebels. So is I good feel too. like it, it wasn't completely dead, but it was hanging on by a thread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it definitely wasn't in the mainstream as much as it is now. The cinematic universe was definitely dead. No, uh, going back to Ryan Johnson real fast. Like we, he's a pretty new director. It's pretty impressive that he's he had essentially much. two movies, and then this. Well, two movies and the greatest episode of Breaking Bad of all time. True. Which yeah. one was it? It was the... Ozymandias. Yeah. I forgot the name Which of it. Which one was that? So episode 14 of uh, season five. It's the episode... Uh, spoiler alert for Breaking anyone, Bad. Breaking Bad. Uh, it's the episode where Jack executes Hank. Oh. And that's also the episode where basically Walt's family completely falls apart. Yep. Yeah. And as a result, Walt completely falls apart. That episode is just where the last five years or the last... The last know, straw on the camel's yeah, back. Yeah, the last yeah. like five seasons, four seasons, however many before that, like all of his actions just come to a, a just pure 
just pure culmination. Everything, everything goes wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. Everything and, just comes together. Everything explodes, and Walt just literally just starts falling apart at the seams, and it sets up his eventual like fall toward fall from grace. Yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. never he was never was from grace. So but this yeah, he, brings up the good thing about or not good thing, but a thing about Ryan Johnson is there's nothing family friendly about Ryan Johnson's movies or episodes that he's done. Like, I would say Brick is very adult. I would say Looper. Is very adult. Very adult. Like it's kind of surprising to see this guy who makes these very adult movies in an episode of Breaking Bad being at the helm of a whole trilogy for a Disney-led Star Wars. Well, we, we've seen that Star Wars has done things now that most people wouldn't think they would do. Yeah. Like that, Rogue the one. last, yeah, Rogue exactly. One. Just all of Rogue One. Rogue, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the ending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The heroes that, die at the end. That was yeah. bold. Yeah. That was very and bold. That's actually something that we heard rumors that the reshoots happened for Rogue One because they did give them the green light to, you know, spoilers for Rogue, Rogue One, kill everyone. Uh, they they originally, uh, the director was didn't think he was going to be able to do that. And they're like, no, you can go ahead. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can kill them all? <laughs> anyway, I, I read that too, but I read that that happened earlier. Yeah, it did. Happen that the reshoots yeah. were not okay. were not actually like related to that. That was just like a conversation that he was having with the president of Lucasfilm, whatever her name is. Um, and she was basically, you know, and they were just basically talking back and forth. And it's just like, well, I think that the heroes would have to die, right? Like, otherwise, why would it make sense? You could have put them in exile. They could yeah, be like, I yeah. don't want anything to do with the Empire or the Rebellion. You could have put them in unknown space. Unknown yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, Rand Johnson could have got the, the yeah. <laughs> and the president of Lucasfilm was like, "Yeah, totally, killed Kathy him off." Kennedy is yeah, what yeah, 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 Kathy exactly. That's yeah, she's like the the godmother of oh, Star Wars. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I you know is worship she, the ground she, she walks the, on. She now. the Kevin Feige of Star Wars. Yes, okay, that's, that's what exactly what she is. Yeah, to be fair, she has the track record. You know, no, yeah, so she's far. killing it, yeah. killing it. And uh, another thing I want to touch on real fast, technically, it's kind of out of our our wheelhouse so we can talk about but uh, it was also announced at the same time that they're making a live action Star Wars TV show right for um, the Disney streaming exclusive channel. yes which the reason I want to bring that up though for myself at least is I feel like that's where we're going to see the Old Republic that's a good place to put it Ooh. and that's why Ryan Johnson's movie is not going to take place in the Old Republic I that's feel like cool. that like a TV show because there's a lot that happens in the Old Republic there's you, a lot of cool storylines there's story a lines. lot of storylines in Old Republic you can run with yeah you can have the whole Sith like getting into power and then like them killing each other and going down to the two and like Mandalorian Wars. Yeah. I mean, like there's so much, it could be like game of Thrones, but with star Wars lore. So I feel like that's a great place for that storyline. Uh, but the trilogy that Ryan Johnson's going to be doing, I'm super excited for. I, I feel like I've already seen last Jedi. I'm already praising it. I feel like I might be, put myself up for let down it's, here because it's, it's in my mind it's the best Star Wars movie already <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's that's a thing. bold yeah, I know. it's bold but it, it is like you said if you see, take someone like Kathleen Kennedy who you know cannot let this billion multi-billion dollar franchise fail and she says because I'm assuming she's the one who has to green light yeah she green she, light. She, yeah, she yeah. has to green light a trilogy She's seen Last Last Shadow. It's not she didn't greenlight a trilogy for JJ Abrams. Yeah. Like after Force Awakens. <laughs> I think y'all are giving it too much hype and it's gonna destroy it for I you. Know, I no. know, and I know. You underestimate my fanboyism for uh Star Wars. 
I haven't watched the trailer. I'm just going to assume it's bad and go and hope for the best. <laughs> Jason It'll has always no be expectations. Better than your expectations. Yeah. All right, it's going to be the worst Star Wars movie. We should so. move on because we're already running long. So uh, we do actually have homework this you week, do. don't we? Uh, we're back from our hiatus of homework. We had that pop quiz. School's and back. So school's back Yay. in session. So <laughs> we, we just talked a lot about Star Wars and we know that they're doing like the, the side stories with like Han Solo having his own movie and Lando having his own movie. Your homework is to pick uh, a secondary character that you think could have it their its own movie like their own so uh, our own anthology movie yeah um, yeah, yeah yes. okay cannot be a main character got to be a sidekick like, yeah like Chewbacca Sweet. for instance it, it could be Chewbacca it could be even something even lesser known yeah like the 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 band in the cantina or something like that like, I mean that would be a really interesting <laughs> that'd be, movie that'd be rad, so it's actually uh what's the rock star movie uh, never mind I'm gonna cut this part out go ahead <sighs> that that's your homework that's it all right cool well, um you excited. have to come up with the character and just a general synopsis. I already have a couple of treatments written up. Don't worry. I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll print them off. <laughs> right. Pulls out a filing cabinet full of ideas. <laughs> just been waiting. He My time me, is now. He takes me to the room across the hallway that has always been locked and he opens it. It's just full of filing cabinets. Well, uh, let's start with the with A's. And he, he opens up the first it's one. actually the wall with all the, the push pins and the, the strings <laughs> tying together characters. Yeah. But it's all, the whole Room. Yeah, it's push pins it and strings. Yeah. It's like you have to Mission Impossible it and like walk <laughs> over lasers, but it's actually strings. You know, you know, it's really funny is you said like he has a filing cabinet and he's like, this is the A's, and I immediately think like the whole cabinet is A's. The whole cabinet's A's, but the first thing he pulls out is Admiral Akbar, and the movie's gonna be called It's a Trap. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, that was actually my idea. Because <laughs> I, I just stole it. <laughs> Alright, is there anything else anyone wants to add before we wrap up this episode of Filmiverse? Nope. Uh, we don't we don't have a quote to end with because Bruno's not here. Do you want to think of a quote, Jason? You can end us All right, out. Jason, you have to think of a quote while I'm reading the outro. So uh <laughs> a quote from anything, any movie. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Filmverse. You can follow us on Twitter at the Filmverse. Email us at thefilmers at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook. Just search for Filmverse and give us a like. Go check us out on iTunes and subscribe to the show uh, while you're there. Rate, review, do all that jazz. And uh, tell your friends about us. You know, we want to grow the fan base a little bit more. We've we actually been seeing, we've been seeing yeah. an increase in uh, listeners, so that's great to see. And uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, we all look forward to geeking out with you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Excelsior. And the quote is, I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Done like a pro. All right.